chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 is where we begin. And I uh, just want to read the, the text and kind of re-familiarize ourselves with a few things. Uh, and then we'll, we'll get into part 3. Uh, but there in chapter, Ephesians 6 verse 1, uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Uh, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And so we looked at a few things, just to kind of want to recap very quickly here. Um, and certainly we need to expect uh, uh, respect from our children. Uh, in other words, it is something that, that they should be doing. And we talked about, spent a little time talking about how respect and honor are found throughout the Scriptures uh, pertaining to many areas of life, not just in the home, but, but you know, whether, uh, you know, even parents' role as far as submitting to the different uh, powers and those types of things. We had several Bible verses there that we looked at. And we also talked about how uh, letter B, respect and honor in a society uh, and really even in an individual's life is really a must if we want to succeed for the Lord. In other words, if we don't understand about what respect and honor uh, is toward uh, authority and those types of things, uh, if whatever area of rule we may be under, uh, listen, if we don't look at that from a biblical approach, we're going to struggle in life. <laughs> you know. And we've talked a lot about how rebellion really is at uh, the root of most uh, people's issues in life. They just don't want to submit uh, to uh, authority or even to what God is trying to show them. And so we got into it. Number one, expect respect. And, and again, uh, parents have to uh, expect this from their children. And God has certainly set up the authority of the home. We're not teaching on all this again today. Uh, but parents need to lead the home. Amen? Not, not children. And uh, so uh, that's important. And like I said, we spent quite a bit of time talking about that. Um, but it's not just to expect the respect, letter B, we're also to teach that as well. And we're going to get into that a little bit more today as far as showing an example. And we talked about how children don't naturally exhibit respect. In other words, it, it doesn't really come natural to them. Uh, so they have to be taught, uh, that is, discipline, even when they disobey, uh, and those types of things. Uh, and, of course, it's always best to start this at a very young age, you know, don't wait till they're 13. You, you got you to start at a very young age um, and, uh, and uh, uh, correcting it. And we talked about how it's better to correct a child at a young age because you can use a less severe punishment but get greater results. But if you wait till they're older, you have to use a more severe punishment, yet it does, you, don't have, you don't get as much result as you would as if they were younger. So it's always best... Uh, to start this young, and the Bible is full of passages uh, that um, uh, show us what we need to do when it comes to that. Um, and of course, uh, a lot of this has to do with uh, the world's approach uh, towards uh, what we call corporal punishment. You know, most people that you talk today will just flat say, "I don't believe in spanking a child." In other words, there should be there shouldn't ever be any physical uh, 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 discipline. Uh, but I'm sorry, but God says just the opposite. <laughs> and so we have to do it God's way, and, and, and he knows what we're doing. And as a matter of fact, we've talked about uh, how really if we do love our children, we will do those difficult things in order for them to turn out right. And we talked about how parents are to correct their children, just how the Lord corrects us. Uh, the Lord corrects us why? Why does the Lord correct us? Because we belong to him. And that's how he shows his love for us. And we looked at Hebrews 12, 7 through 8 uh, to, to look at that. And so it's the same reason we should uh, correct our children. 
we also talked about how rebellion uh, in a child is really a far greater issue than most realize. A lot of times, you know, uh, a sassy child or whatever, sometimes we chuckle at that and think it's kind of cute. But it's really not. It's it's the seeds of, of rebellion that need to be squashed very soon, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and taken care of. And that's because we kind of take a low look at mis- misbehaving children. It's glorified in some way. Sometimes we call it, well, they just got a strong spirit, you know. Uh, we say, well, they're just, you know, they're determined and they're, they have, you know, zeal. And so this is to be expected. No, no, no. You can have all that without being disrespectful to your parents. <laughs> so, so again, it's so important to understand that. Uh, and again, we had several Bible verses uh, there that we looked at as well. And so we're to expect uh, that uh, respect, but we're also to reward respect as well. You know, we have to balance things. Uh, we read there in Third John, verse 4, uh, uh, Paul, t- or I'm sorry, not Paul, but John talking to believers. He says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children, he's talking about other believers, walk in truth. But certainly we can make that application for us as well. I mean, as, as parents, that's what we want to see, you know, that our children are walking in the truth. Um, and John is praising them for that. He's, he's saying, hey, I, I, this brings me a lot of joy and so we always want to praise our children for showing uh, respect. Now, always balancing this, uh, you know, with you know correction as well. So it's you know it's correction and praise. You know, again, we sometimes are heavy on one, light on the other, but we need to be uh, uh, steadfast in in both of those things. And so again, it's it's you know uh, praising your children when they show respect, acknowledging them it does have to be a a big to do, but just uh, you know. Uh, you know, like I think I used the example last week, if you see your children being respectful, maybe do some, uh, somebody, you know, one of our senior saints coming in and they help them get in the door and hand them a bulletin, uh, showing respect, you know, after church, you're on your way home, say, hey, you know, I noticed how you helped out Mrs. So-and-so there. I'm real proud of you for doing that. I mean, that goes a long ways, folks. I mean, that, that, that speaks volumes. Uh, and so that's what we're talking about. But we also talked about reward your children for respect. Um, and, uh, you know, Psalm 84.11 says, for the, for the Lord God is a sun, S-U-N, and a shield. Uh, the Lord will give grace and glory. Now, notice what it says. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And so certainly God rewards us for our obedience and righteousness. In other words, following him, uh, he rewards faithfulness, obedience. Uh, and so we need to do the same thing uh, for our children. And again, you know, there's some balance to those types of things. And so that's what we covered uh, last week, of course, in, in more detail than that. But that leads us to number three. Uh, parents must model respect themselves for their children. In other words, we're, we're showing our children how to have respect by uh, exercising that ourselves. In other words, our, if we want our children to learn how to show respect, we have to show respect uh, to those that are in authority over us and those types of things. Uh, and so that's what we're looking at today. So number three, show respect uh, is what we're looking at. Um, and again, we're talking about modeling respect uh, for uh, for our children. Uh, so important to see. And you can kind of follow along there on your notes. And um, uh, children need to see parents uh, and, and church adults as well. Um, in other words, when they come to church, they don't only need to see this from parents, but from from the rest of us. Uh, they need to show, see us giving respect and honor towards others as well. It's so important that we understand that. And so, so showing respect and honor is not just for children to follow, but for all people to follow. 
you know. And I've made this comment before, and I don't really, I'm not really upset at the young people because I think they're just doing what they've been taught to do. Um, you know, it's just, you know, uh, I don't know. Like I've used this before, but you know, when I was younger, when a grown up spoke to me, you know, it made me a little nervous. You know, you know, I might even kind of been a little quiet about it. But today, in a lot of young people, I mean, you 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 walk up to them, and and it's just like they just look at you like, "What? What do you want? Why are you even talking to me?" You know, and that's dangerous. I mean, that that's not that's not good. Okay, and now I'm t- I'm not talking you know outside of being nervous and, and those types of things. But a lot of, in other words, they're they're not they could care less whether you're saying something to them or not. You know, and, and we see a lot of that. And so again, it, it it is something that I think is very damaging, and, and I think that they've been taught or or uh, uh, given the opportunity to get away with those types of things. So showing respect and honor is not just for children, but to uh, to follow. You know, not just for them to follow, but for all people. That's including us to follow. In a very common passage of Scripture, Romans thirteen is there in your notes, verse one through two. Let every soul notice this underline. Every soul, every person, be subject unto the higher powers. The context here is government. For there is no power but of God, the powers that are, I'm sorry, that be are ordained of God, whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Context here is about resisting the government, but certainly it sets the application for any type of authority. You know, if we buck against authority, especially if it's ordained of God, somebody's doing the right things, and we go against that, you're really, you're really piling damnation on yourself. You're just making it harder for yourself um, uh, when, when you do that. Uh, so we're going to look at uh, our lesson gives us five uh, areas uh, of focuses there, if you will, on how we as adults can model and show respect for our young people uh, to to also uh, ex- exemplify in their life. And so letter A, or number one, the authority of Scripture. In other words, were to show, let's see, how did I put that on there? Show respect to authority of Scripture. Um, you know, to me, this is really the beginning of it all. <laughs> you know, in other words, if, if we're not doing what the Bible tells us to do, then we're blowing it for our children. You know, uh, in other words, if we're not obeying God... Uh, then we shouldn't get upset if our children aren't obeying us because we're doing the same thing, you see. Uh, and so, so again, we know that God is the ultimate authority. Um, by the way, how do, how do we know what God thinks and says about things? How do we know? How do I know what God says about something? Yeah, it's in the Bible, right? Okay. And so, again, we, you know, we always come back to this. And so children need to see parents submitting... Uh, to the Word of God, to the commands of God's Word. Uh, how much of it should we as parents be following? What if we, well, what if we're following 80% of it? That's good enough, right? What if your children obeyed you 80% of the time? Would you be okay with that? I wouldn't be. Some, some parents may be, but I wouldn't be. <laughs> right? Yeah, we need to be following how much of God's Word? All of it. What if it's just what we call a little command? Should we follow that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If it's a big command, certainly we need to follow that, right? You know? Uh, listen, we might not, uh, our children might not get as big as a punishment for not making their bed as they would knocking the window out of the car. 
okay? But we should still be pretty upset they're not making their bed. Matter of fact, if we get upset about them making their bed, they might not knock the window out of the car. Amen? <laughs> Little fires, big fire, you know, when they're smaller. And so again, this, this is uh, talking about us. So again, in, in gleaning from what we've learned from previous lessons, again, the, the Bible frames the structure of the home. And so, and if we want to utilize that and we want the Bible to structure our family's lives, then we as adults need to be doing what it says. Every jot and tittle needs to be followed. Amen? Uh, and if we're not, then, then we're going to, we're struggling with God and certainly that's going to uh, also affect uh, your children as well. So we're looking at a passage of scripture there in Deuteronomy chapter 17. It's on your notes. Uh, and this is what God said concerning the future kings of Israel. In other words, something they should do has to do with the word of God again. But let's read it. It says, And it shall be when he, that's the king, setteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, uh, the Levites. So he's talking about what we would call today having the word of God in front of him. And it shall be with him. And he shall read therein how many days of his life? All the days of his life. Why? That he may learn to fear the Lord. And we could say respect the Lord, obey the Lord his God. To keep how many of the words? All the words of this law and these statutes to do them. That his heart, the king's heart, uh, be not lifted up above his brethren, and that he turned not aside from the commandment. So this wasn't just for the king to say, okay, here's the rules, y'all follow them. And that's good, but this is saying, king, you follow them. <laughs> You're just as responsible to follow these things uh, as, as God is. Uh, and, and if not, you'll get prideful. He says uh, uh, that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren, that he turn not aside from the commandment to do the right hand, to the right hand or to the left, to the end, that he may prolong his days in his kingdom. In other words, uh, his kingdom will be blessed by that. Listen, folks, if, if we as parents are obeying the word of God, our kingdom, our home, will be blessed. He and his children in the midst of Israel. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a warning there, a statement, but certainly uh, a promise, uh, a glorious promise for those that get a hold of that. And so God expects no less from parents concerning the home. This was had to do with the kingdom, but I believe that God expects the same thing concerning the home. Um, you know, we got to we got to we got to look at this. You know, why is it that a lot of young people, children, even uh, take a a low look at the Word of God? In other words, it just the Bible, the Word of God, just really doesn't mean anything to them. Where do you think they learn that from? From adults. From adults, you know, uh, it's not that adults have uh, uh, purposely said, "Oh, don't pay any attention to that Bible." But by default, in other words, when we don't emphasize the Word of God, you de-emphasize the Word of God, and it's not important to young people. Um, it's just a book; it's nothing important. Certainly, nothing that you really have to follow, you know. Uh, and, and that's what we we have a lot of uh, problems with that. Uh, in in life, and so again, uh, we need to to understand that Paul uh, would say to those that he was shepherding there in First Corinthians, 
uh, 11.1 there on your notes, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And we have there in parentheses, you know, as parents, we ought to be able to say that to our kids. <laughs> I hope, right? You know, I mean, hopefully with good conscience we can say, hey, I want you to follow God as I am following God. Now that could be good or bad, depending on the situation. Uh, but hopefully we would want to be setting that good example, again, of, of, of submitting to the authority of Scripture. And so we have to, also, I want to talk about this too. It's in your notes, I believe. Yeah, number two there underneath 1 Corinthians 11, uh, verse 1. Teach children to respect and value the physical copy of the Bible. You know, now I want you to understand, there's nothing sacred about a piece of paper and ink and leather. But the Word of God is supernatural. And what I'm saying is, is we do need to respect the physical copy of the Word of God. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I've got, you know, this is the second Bible I've had since I've been saved and preaching because my other one is wore out. Every once in a while I, I have to use it for things. Uh, and it's got, it's, you know, it's, it's really mussed up, you know, but that's from use, okay? But, but the, the, the thing is, is that, you know, when we find our children or ourselves just flinging it in the back seat or, you know, it's piled up, stuff piled on top of it, uh, I, I'm just telling you, you're teaching your kids it don't really matter. Amen. You know, it, it's so important to understand. I don't remember what missionary it was um, that we supported. I think it was one in one of the countries in Africa. But uh, uh, he actually got on. Actually, his wife got on to me. <laughs> she didn't get on to me. But we were doing something. We had a lot of kids there. And I laid my Bible down on the floor. Just, you know, laid it down real quick. I was doing something. It was inside the sanctuary. And, and she went over and she picked it up and, and put it on the, the thing, okay? Now, uh, what she said was, she says, she, and, and her husband was kind of smiling. They, they weren't doing it to be mean. But she said, that is, that is like a very disrespectful thing in our country to lay the Bible down on the floor. She said, we don't ever do that. <laughs> and I went, amen. Amen. You know, and, and so again, that's teaching. That's something that our children uh, need to see uh, as well. And uh, so we need to, they need to see us, uh, again, showing respect to the authority of the Scriptures. In other words, we're doing what it says. Uh, show respect uh, to your spouse. And this is very important. Um, Ephesians <clears throat> 5.33, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. First Peter 3.7, Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them, uh, according to knowledge, uh, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. That's not about, uh, you know, smarts and intelligence. It's just saying physically speaking. Uh, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. That's something we could preach on there, but not today. But for right now, what we're looking at, and it's in your notes there, uh, I thought just very, very telling. Look at number one. One of the greatest things a father can do for his son is for that father to love and respect that son's mother. Amen. Works the other way around too. One of the greatest things a mother can do for her daughter is for that mother to love and respect that daughter's father. You know, there's a lot of disrespect that men have towards women. Uh, growing up, just seeing them, you know, just for uh, carnal reasons. There's also the other side of it where women are being raised 
young girls are being raised as what I just call man-haters. That men are no good. You don't need a man. Uh, you know, you, you don't want, you know, look, they will fail you. You always got to watch them. You always got to keep your eye on them. You can't trust them. And I'm just telling you, that's destroying our country. And it's not biblical. It's not biblical. Uh, and again, uh, children are taught that by their parents. So instead, we need to show them uh, what uh, God says about the marriage. Uh, and I believe that we would probably see our divorce rate go way, way down if we'd get a hold of that. And so, again, Scripture commands husbands and wives to show honor toward one another. Uh, if children see contempt between their parents, they're just going to parrot that in their own lives, most likely. It doesn't happen every time, but most times they're just going to do what they've seen and what they've been taught. Most young people today do not see marriage as success. They don't. You know, uh, and again, I think it's over 50% now Christians are divorced. You know, and, and, uh, that's, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, so, uh, we need to show that respect to our spouses. In other words, back in the home. Also, um, letter C, uh, we as adults need to show respect in society. As we saw there in Romans 13, not going to read it again. We're to obey government laws and such, you know, those types of things. Um, you know, again, this teaches respect. You know, I was just saying a while ago how some kids, they just don't respect any type of adult authority or anything. Uh, certainly, children ought to respect police officers, especially with some of the things that have been going on in the last couple of years. Uh, political leaders as well. Uh, I know that's very difficult to do sometimes. Um, you know, uh, we all know that some political leaders aren't doing what they need to do, that they're anti-God, anti family, uh, anti-Christian, anti-Bible, uh, those types of things. Uh, but we do need to be careful. You know, I I was, uh, uh, where was I? I was out of town somewhere oh, at a hotel, and and I was flipping through the news and think I got on Fox Channel. I hadn't watched Fox Channel in a while, and I don't think I'll watch it again for a while after I saw this. But, uh, it, you know, I, you know I, I'm not a fan of Joe Biden either. I think he's a terrible president. But he's still president, you know, and, and some of the things that they were saying were just really crude, and, and it was all in the name of, you know, humor and those types of things. So I'm just saying we have, to, we have to be careful about those types of things, okay? Very careful about those types of things. Like I said, I, I don't care for Joe Biden. I think he's terrible for our country. Um, he doesn't need to be the president. I, I think he's got some issues, health issues and those types of things. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I, I make that clear. Uh, but uh, right now, he's the president, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and so we need to be careful uh, about the things we say, you know, about those uh, in leadership roles. But with that said, as we see there on our notes, um, not all authority is biblically correct. And we get an example of this with Peter um, uh, in Acts 5.29 when the government basically told Peter, and others not to preach. It says, then Peter and the other, the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. I mean, there are times when that needs to take place, and I believe that's one of these times that we're in now. Um, but there is a biblical way to take that approach, and, and we need to be uh, careful about things. You know, even Jesus and even uh, John the Baptist, I mean, they didn't pull no punches. <laughs> you know, they made things clear. Uh, but yet uh, they, they balance that uh, with respect uh, in those types of things. 
Uh, and so again, it's it's so important uh, that that our our children need to understand that because I think that we, if if our children only hear us bashing authority all the time, all the time, all the time, um, it's going to plant some seeds in their mind that is not going to be uh, well for them. Um, but again, we do need to teach them uh, not all government leadership is of God, uh, and certainly America is becoming more and more anti. God, anti-Bible, anti-Christian. And uh, so again, we need to teach our children not to just follow government blindly. You know, if a, We need to teach our children to respect a police officer, but if that police officer says, you know, here, I need you to do this, and they know it's not of God, they need to follow God rather than the police officer. Okay, uh, But but our, our, uh, our general attitude should be respect uh, towards others in society. Uh, we see there uh, 1 Timothy... Uh, chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, uh, Paul says, I exhort therefore that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, uh, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. You know, uh, I, I'll admit I spend more time complaining about this administration than I do praying for them. And in the Bible, I don't ever really read where it says I ought to walk around complaining all the time. Says I'll pray for. Uh, just pray for me. <laughs> um, it says for all kings and for uh, all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. You know, and so God will certainly bless that. Uh, Proverbs sixteen thirty one. The hoary head. This talk about elders. You know, uh, senior saints, if you will. Uh, hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. And, and so certainly just some examples there of how we're to show we as uh, grown-ups, uh, parents are to show uh, respect you know, towards those uh, different areas of rule in society. Uh, and so again, this is something children need to be taught uh, to be respectful to other people, whether you know, it's elderly, political leaders, veterans, law enforcement, first responders, you know, you know, just whatever the list goes on, we need to uh, teach our children. Uh, they need we need to teach our children by showing them uh, how to do that. All right. So we've got uh, uh, the next one uh, is in the church, showing respect, honor in the church, and uh, there's several reasons. You know, and we've talked about some of them, even preached about them. Your pastor talks about these things uh, from time to time. But there's a, there's several reasons why we lose young people from our churches, and, and there's several reasons out there. But one of those, uh, I believe, is children seeing parents run down other church members and leadership. I mean, because I've talked to people over the years, and they'll say, yeah, I was brought up in church, but it basically had something to do, and I'm not saying they were all completely right, but it basically always had something to do with their parents were mistreated, and you know, if that's what church is, I'm not going. You know, something I've heard that 500 times probably. Um, and so um, certainly that, that is something that, that is a problem. You know, we're not, <coughs> no one, uh, you know, it's no secret, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that uh, some church members are, are difficult and childish at times. It's no secret, is it? Yeah, I mean, any church you go to, there, there's going to be those, those things. Um, you know, it, you know, I, I always remind folks, I know sometimes we have to put up with things from other people, but I guarantee somebody's putting up with you too. 
you might not be exactly for the same reasons. So, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, if we expect to come to church, and I'm only going to go to that church if everybody does exactly what they need to do to not offend me. You'll never find a church. You'll jump from church to church to church to church, which we see a lot of that today. Okay, and uh, so just remember, you know, I mean, you, you know, the moat and the log, you know, each other's eyes. <laughs> so always keep that in mind. Uh, but with that in, you know, with that said, um, uh, you know, there, there are problems in the church, and certainly, again, just like we're not to follow government blindly. We, you know, as parents, we want our family in a good church environment, and sometimes it may be necessary, you know, if things aren't right. That, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is, and I think it's in your notes, is that especially young children, they don't need to be privy. They don't need to know all the bad things that are going on in the church. Amen. You know, when a six, seven-year-old hears mom and dad, and maybe the preacher is no good. Maybe the preacher isn't doing what they're supposed to do. Maybe the preacher's wife isn't acting the way she's supposed to be doing. Maybe there is a deacon that does, isn't qualified for a deacon. They don't need to hear their parents sitting around the supper table talking about it. All you're doing is you are generating a thought process in there that church is no good, the people are no good, why would I ever want to be a part of that? Because they can't discern everything that, you know, they just see it. That's what children are. That's what's so precious about it sometimes. They see it black and white. <laughs> you know, and so again, we need to be careful. It takes some discernment. We need to be careful. And by the way, we don't show honor and respect just because we think people deserve it or not. God commands us to. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. It says, uh, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. You put uh, the wants and needs of, of others before yours. Romans 10 or 12.10, Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Again, putting, putting them before you. Hebrews 13, 7, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. In other words, their, their manner of life. And so children, again, the bottom line here is we, they learn the value of a church family. Listen, if, if they need to learn the value of the church family if we expect them to stay in church. They need to understand that. Yes, people fail, but God's program works. And God's program is the local New Testament church. <laughs> and so we, we want to try to get them to understand that. And I do want to talk about this, the, the pastor, position of pastor for a moment. So not about me, but the position of pastor. And I almost skipped over this. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. But certainly, I think children should be taught, and I believe the Bible teaches us there, we just read it in Hebrews 13, that uh, to hold their pastor you know, in high esteem. And, and what I mean by that, and I understand there are preachers that that go way off board with that, but here, here's what I mean by that. Chances are that the pastor that your child grew up with will not be the pastor that they'll have when they're adult. In other words, they, they'll probably get married or move somewhere because of jobs or what have you. And so chances are they're going to have another pastor. So let's just say that 
that uh, Billy Joe, or, well, we got a Billy Joe here, uh, Little Johnny. I know we got a Johnny too, but let's just stick with Little Johnny, okay? And so Little Johnny, he's heard Big Johnny just, you know, always complain about church. Preacher, you know, preacher, you know, on and on. Why doesn't he do this? You know, and he hears that his whole life. So chances are, Little Johnny, Daddy don't like him, so I don't like him. That's how it works. You know, that's how it works. And so little Johnny moves out, and Big Johnny knows the importance of having a church, but but Big Johnny says, okay, little Johnny, I hope you find you a good church. Do you think little Johnny is going to be looking for a church based on a pastor? The pastor don't really matter. But now, let's look the other way around. Uh, He's been taught to respect the position of a pastor, and hopefully he does love his pastor. When he goes out to find another church, that's going to be one of the main things he's going to look at. (laughs) He's going to be looking at the man of God. The leadership, and that's what you should do. And if he, listen, if your children pick a church that has a good pastor, they'll pick a good church. Amen? Amen. But if the pastor isn't a big deal, then any old church is going to do. It don't matter. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so that's why, that's why I say it's important that we teach our children to understand, uh, and respect the position of a pastor and the pastor uh, even himself, uh, because it's important that we do that. And so, again, in the church, we're to show respect. And then uh, we're, we're getting done here. <clears throat> Letter E, uh, show respect to your children. In other words, to your own children. For some reason, I didn't put the uh, Bible verses down. I guess I was trying to keep it all on one page. But uh, pencil in there, First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. And let's go ahead and turn there, First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. And... Um, like I said, I'm not sure why I didn't put that in there. Like I said, I was probably trying to keep it all on one page. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. <clears throat> and we've looked at this verse already, making some application. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. It says, Paul talking to the Thessalonian church, um, he said, But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. And again, I know the context there is a little different than what we're looking at, but we certainly get an application that we can make that uh, we need to, you know, this whole, and we talked about this, this whole, you know, you know, do as I say, you know, this, uh, you know, authoritarian, you know, demanding attitude, that's not, that's not what God calls us to do either, okay? Uh, children should obey, but there needs to be there just as we see cherisheth, in other words, loving, Loving kindness, and and if a nurse does that, then certainly parents, you know, would be called to do that uh, as well. So very, very important. But also Ephesians six four, I think, is a, is a great verse uh, as well, an often uh, misunderstood verse, I think, or I wouldn't say misunderstood, but uh, probably not seen uh, uh, as good as it could be seen. Uh, Ephesians chapter six. Uh, verses, uh, verse 4, that is. Ephesians 6, verse 4. It says, uh, uh, And ye fathers, provoke not your children uh, to wrath. And a lot of times we might look at that as saying, okay, don't do things to make them upset and, you know, and just pick on them and make them mad. It, it includes that, but really it includes raising them in a way that causes them to be angry, you know, like today. We're talking about authority. Teaching them, you know. They see dad bucking authority. They see dad hates all police officers. They see dad doesn't like no preacher. They see dad that, you know, they see all that. You're provoking your child to wrath. And you're not supposed to do that. 
uh, says, uh, uh, and you fathers wrote not your children to wrath, but bring them up. There we see these two very important words, nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so, again, these were, were to show respect uh, to our children. Uh, it goes back to really the whole lesson. We're to expect respect uh, and obedience from our children, uh, but we're not to do it where it demeans, you know, treats, you know, treat their children if they have no value. You know, again, all these things need to be balanced uh, with the whole Word of God. And so very, very important. And again, our children learn these things by watching us as adults do these things and practice these things. So important. And just some things here, just some information here, not really teaching on these, just the list there that you can use. Uh, seven factors common uh, when teens rebel. Uh, you know, there's a lot, you know, to be said about teenagers and, and uh, you know, things that are going on in the world today. But to me, I don't, you know, teenagers are an issue, but it just seems to me that children are getting more defiant more rebellious at younger and younger ages. It's not just teenagers anymore. It's you know it's it's even lower than that, and and that's a, a very uh, dis- you know very disheartening uh, for me anyhow. But uh, we see seven factors uh, common when teens rebel. <clears throat> Number one, they hear parents criticize authority. We've talked about that uh, when they see parents violating scripture. When they feel their parents do not love one another. When they are not uh, disciplined for disobedience, you know, you know, if you do that, you're going to get a spanking. They do it anyway, and they don't get a spanking. That's that's not good. Uh, when they are rewarded materially, materially in spite of bad behavior, you know. Uh, number six, when they are compensated materially by parents who pity them, and the example is is constantly bailing them out of things caused by their own carelessness. You know, you just can't, you can't, you know, sometimes we call that enabling. You know, we have to be careful of those types of things. And number seven, when they're allowed to participate in activities which they were told they would not enjoy unless they obeyed. You know, those little things, they seem, and and why do we violate those sometimes? Because we all, I think everybody in here, any reasonable thinking person would agree. Let's just look at number seven. I think anybody would agree with that. But why do we give in sometimes? Why, why do we, you know, uh, okay, if you clean up your room, then you can go outside and play. Well, they don't clean up their room, but they end up, side, they end up going outside and playing anyway. Why is that? Expediency and convenience. That's the two reasons. I don't want to deal with it right now, and, and I got other things to do. So just, it's, just go. And, and you, you, we just don't realize that important teaching moment, you, you just you blew it, <laughs> and they just got another layer of hardness on their heart towards the third authority. And so again, that's that you know these things are important, so important that we get a hold of because our dear precious children weigh in the balance. They weigh in the balance. We want to see them succeed, right? Amen. We want to see them succeed. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll be dismissed to get ready for church at 11 o'clock. Father, we thank you for this day. We do thank you for loving us the way that you do. And, Father, we just pray that you'll lead and guide and direct us, uh, not only as parents, but even as adults in this church where we have young eyes that are watching us uh, while we're at church, how we conduct ourselves and and those types of things. So help us, Lord, to be what you'd have us to be, uh, these uh, examples of of, uh, respecting authority. Pray for our young people. 
And Father, we just pray now that you'll bless uh, the rest of this day, this service coming up. Pray that folks will come. If there's anyone that needs to be saved, they might come and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior today and begin to work in our hearts, Lord. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen.